爸爸爸爸爸爸爸爸爸爸爸。Hello and welcome to another episode of Basketball Daddy Podcast. I'm your host Keith. This episode, I'm gonna talk about a couple of players who are either exceeding expectations dramatically or disappointing to their expectations dramatically. Then in Fantasy 101, I'm gonna talk about early season emotions and how to. Bring them in. How to check on your emotions and not to overreact to early season performances. In the first six games, John Morant is averaging almost 29 points, five rebounds, 7.7 assists, two steals, two threes. He's shooting 39% from three-point land, 52% overall from the field. He's also hitting his free throws at 84%, and that jumped him into a top 10, top 12 player instantly for the first six games. If you draft him in the 40s, that's great. And if you are expecting him to remain in the top 10, I say that doesn't have a great chance because historically, John Morant is not a good three-point shooter. He's shooting in the low 30%. Last year, he shot 30% from threes, so that should come down. Historically, he shot about in the 70s in free throws, not 84. Last season, he shot 73% from the from the line, and historically, he doesn't hit more than a three and doesn't get more than a steal. Right now, he's doubling his three-point output, and he's doubling his steals output, and he's scoring almost ten more points per game than his career average. So, wow, this is great. I don't expect this going forward, but don't overreact and try to trade him away for like a top 30 player. He's easily gonna be a top 30 player this season. You don't have to do anything. You want to get a top 30 player or even a top 25 player, you know, like like a Lamelo. He can easily be right there with Lamelo. But the reason I said don't overreact to and trade away a Jar Morant is because sometimes if you draft him, chances are you like him. And if you keep him, if you keep him, it will be just more fun for your team. It's just more fun, more. More enjoyable to manage and have him for the whole season and see him just exceed expectations. Miles Bridges for the first seven game this season, he's averaging almost 25 points, 7.7 rebounds, 2.7 assists, 1.6 steals. He's hitting three threes, 2.9 threes, shooting over 50% from the field. He's shooting 37% from threes. And he's easily a top 15 player. Actually,、uh, early in the season, he was a top 10 player. If you just count like the first weeks or first four games, and this is very exciting if you drafted him in 
the mid rounds, the uh, 65, 85 range. Wait, can this can this stay? Yeah, I think this can stay uh, to some extent. I don't think 25 is very 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 unsustainable since there are so many good players, so many good scorers. Terry Rozier just came back last game, so I didn't expect him to take that many shots or score as much. But, you know, his free throws are great, you know, four free throws a game, making 87% of them, which is right in line with what he did last year, but at a higher volume. I think go forward, he's easy, could be at 20 points per game. The rebound should stick since he's starting. The assists should come down a little bit because he's not much of a passer and the Terry Rozier is there to make some passes. The steals, it could stay here. I mean, he's a, if you're playing that much minute, then yeah, he can get one more steal. His average for the first three years of his career is 0.7 steals. So to go up to 1.6, which is doubling, I would say if you just goes down to like 1.1, 1.2, that would still be great. And his blocks are right around his career average at 0.7. So nothing here is like too ridiculous. His field goal percentage is obviously going to be great. His three-point percentage is in line with what he's been doing the last few years. He has improved his three-point percentage every year from 32% to 40% last year. So... All in all, enjoy the ride and don't try to sell bridges unless you're getting a you know a top 20 player. Uh, Miles Bridges can easily be uh, in a top 20 by the end of the season if he keeps up this kind of efficiency and keeps up these kind of minutes. He's averaging 35 minutes per game, whereas in previous seasons he's never averaged more than 30 minutes per game. So if he keeps this up, he's averaging more than 30 minutes per game. Let's say he comes around to like 34, 32, from 32 to 34 minutes, he can easily sustain like a 20 points, eight rebounds, two and a half assists, 1.2, steals, two threes or two and a half threes with good percentages, and that's easily a top 20 guy and uh, a top 25 easily. So. So I wouldn't overreact and try to sell Miles Bridges, just enjoy the ride. One last thing I want to add about John Morant is that this kind of reminds me of Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, like John Morant, was the second overall pick in the NBA draft. Different draft, but they're both second overall picks. Different position, but they're both really talented. And for the first two seasons, Brandon Ingram didn't have very good percentages, free throws and field goal. Didn't score well, didn't shoot the three-point well. Then when he had his first season, full season started with the Pelicans, everything clicked. His field goal percentage jumped, his three-point percentage jumped, his free throws ironically also jumped. And this kind of feels like that in terms when I'm talking about John Moran, this feels like a Brandon Ingram jump, which is why I think he can stay at this level. It's just like the threes and the steals might not be always there. And you tend to think there's going to be some leveling off 
it's not gonna go from a 19 point score all the way to like a 30 point score or 29 points per game score it's just way way too um way way too big of a jump but if he's like Brandon Ingram then it can happen and Brandon Ingram stay in like the top 30 that season and I think John Wayne can also easily stay in the top 30 this season now in terms of disappointments if you have Michael Porter Jr. and you draft him maybe in the top 30 then I can understand you panicking a little bit and being very frustrated Michael Porter Jr. right now he's for the first six games he's shooting 33% from the field 25% from three-point land and he's scoring just under 11 points so other than a couple of rebounds and getting a steal he's not doing much for your team he's way below his shooting and scoring even his free throw is down a little bit he's not making or taking any free throws he's shooting 75 percent at under one attempt per game versus two attempts per game at 80 percent last season and last season he's scoring 19 points some rebounds he's also shooting 54 percent from the field last season 45 percent from three and this season he's shooting 25 percent from three and 33 so 20% drop in three-point shooting and field goal percentage overall. There's nothing you can do. He'll be better. He'll just come around and figure out the offense. Maybe it's just early season. I don't know. But all, all you can do is just stay with him. Maybe bench him if he's hurting you. Maybe just bench him as wild as that sounds. Bench Michael Porter Jr. and then he gets a turnaround, which should be soon. To put that in perspective, the Michael Porter Jr. situation, here are the number of players who are shooting under 40% drafted in or preseason rank, a top 20 per Yahoo ranking. So Michael Porter Jr. is one. He was ranked number 19 in Yahoo and shooting 33%. You know who else is shooting under 40%? Nikola Vucevic is shooting 39%. Also, Bradley Beal is shooting 36%. Wow, right? Jason Tatum at just at 40%. You got Damian Lillard at 35%. And James Harden at 39%. Just under 40%. So, wow. This Michael Porter Jr. issue might have you panic. Um, just look at all the other guys that are shooting really terrible early. I think this has to do with the free throw or foul calling changes where they're not going to call any fouls if you make some odd movement or try to jump sideways. I think this is having an effect on some of the best scorers in the NBA. And, you know, even Steph Curry is shooting 42%. And Luka Doncic is shooting at 43%. So that goes to show you, you know, some of the rule changes in the early season impacting a lot of players and the percentages. They're not getting the free throw, which means they just got to take that miss. And and when you take that miss, that's definitely going to drag down your percentages.
and so I wouldn't I wouldn't panic or I just want them to figure out just wait for them to figure out and see where this goes for the first seven games Chris Boucher has played less than 20 minutes his average less than 20 minutes a game his minutes went like this 17 minutes 20 minutes 5 minutes 8 minutes and then 18 18 minutes He's averaging six points and four and a half rebounds. He's still getting a steal and a block, but his percentages are in the toilet. 33% from the field, 63% from the line, versus 51% from the field, and 79% from the line. Even his three-point shooting, which is one of his best value, is 24% from the field, from the line versus 38% from three-point land last season. So his value is totally in the toilet right now. And he's probably been benched already. And in some league, he's even been dropped. Now, in a points league, dropping him is not terrible. If it's like Dynasty or a nine-cat league, I would still say hold him. Some of these are the early season emotions that you have to fight. And this is a very real situation because Chris Boucher just cannot get going and he's not getting minutes and the coach doesn't seem to like him. So, but I would still hold on to Chris Boucher or try to trade him for somebody and with some like top 100 value. In this segment of Fantasy 101, I'm going to talk about early season emotions. Now, if you heard the previous first half of my episode, there's a lot of emotions going on with players underperforming or overperforming. And my advice for this 101 section segment is don't overreact. It's just two weeks in the season. Two weeks in a long, long season of over 20 weeks. So you're talking about like less than 10% of the season has gone by. Players only play six, seven games at most. So, and there are a lot of changes. You know, team, team changes, teammate changes, rule changes, definitely. So while... While the emotions, while the ranking early season have a lot of surprises, eventually you just give it time until like, you know, late November, Christmas, to let them sort it out. I wouldn't make any drastic moves. I would just continue to monitor the situation and just try to get over the hype and try to get over the, the doom and gloom forecast. For a particular player who are, especially if it's happening to like your top three player, your top four player, player that you count on the whole season to to carry your team, I wouldn't overreact. You know, it's it's just part of fantasy sports. You know, overreacting to early season performances. I would just you know try to keep calm and stay cool.
uh, there's no wrong time to trade. Trading on early emotions, early season emotions, will definitely be a recipe for disaster. I would give your top players more time so you can have more information on their season performance and their outlook. Wait at least Thanksgiving, wait till Christmas if you can to make an assessment on your players before making trades. Thank you for listening to this episode and to my podcast. You can find me at Basketball Daddy Pod on Reddit. Hope to see you there. You can read some of my writing, uh, stuff that I wore before the episode, and some other additional contents. Thank you so much for listening.